the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good evening. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show. It is Thursday, a.k.a. Friday Eve. Rolling into this week's Friday. And you know why I'm super excited about this weekend? Because it's, it's going to be daylight savings time again. The happiest time of the year in which we get to roll our clocks forward, spring forward, fall back. And then we get extra sunlight every day. And I love, love, love me some sunshine. I don't even like to hear anybody's negativity about, oh, they lose an hour of sleep. I don't want to hear none of that because y'all get extra sunshine. And you know who brings the sunshine to the Andrea K Show? You all do. Whether you're posting your comments on Facebook or Twitter or whether you're emailing me at andreakshow.com. I'm starting to get a lot of emails there. Or whether you call in to say hi or to chime in on any of the topics of the day. You guys are the sunshine. 888-344-1170. Scowling at me through the window is the man who thinks he's the sunshine. Maybe because his, his fingers always look like they've been dipping into some sunshine. It's DJ Carrot Sticks. One of the only men in recorded history to have ever left Andrea Gay speechless. They made Captain America a bad guy. Okay. <laughs> I played that in honor of uh, <laughs> Captain Not So Marvelous coming out this week. And uh, I can't believe it, DJ Potato Skins, he's going to see it. I said, what happened to the boycott? Well, yeah. Maybe he needs to look down and, and take a little peeky at his skin color and realize he ain't wanted. Maybe he needs to borrow some shoe polish from Governor Northam, who's still governor, by the way. Today's Throwback Thursday. It had, it, let's throw it back to, I don't know, two months ago when the governor of Virginia got got po- busted for the fact that he, not accidentally, dude, oh, gee, um, the, the yearbook staff wants some pictures from me um, to, you know, m- to memorialize and to commemorate uh, my life and what it's all about. I know. I'll send him a picture of me and somebody else in blackface in a, in a clan hood. Okay. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, maybe maybe Potato Skins needs to borrow the shoe polish that he used either in that pick or the shoe polish he used for Michael Jackson when he did little moonwalking. I wish I that lady wouldn't have stopped him because didn't he say he was about to start moonwalking <laughs> and some lady stopped him? Yeah, that lady was his wife. Yeah, oh, and, and everybody that day was like, oh, my gosh, she's the brains of the outfit. Except then turn, she turned right around at some type of tour involving plantation and slave time and proceeded to hand a couple of um, children of color some wads of cotton and told them to. <laughs> I can't even hardly get the story out without cracking up and told them to imagine what it was like having to pick cotton on the plantation. Yeah, she did. And that governor is still in office. So is the lieutenant governor who was accused tomorrow's International Women's Day in which the left is going to be, you know, tr- drumming up all of their, you know, pro-woman stuff and, the, you know, Me Too stuff. Um, and all this, by the way, ties into the announcement today with the Democrats and their resolution. Uh, tomorrow will be the, you know, the left talking about today was all about, you know, how much they, they hate hate speech. Um, meanwhile, this guy governor is still in office. We've got the lieutenant governor with credible allegations against him of rape. He ain't going nowhere. Uh, the uh, attorney general 
of Virginia admitted that he did blackface. Yeah, they're all still there. All still in power. Yeah, it, it's crazy. Um, speaking of, before I get into all this stuff with uh, with Ilhan Omar and the Democrats and all that, because that's going to take a little bit more time to sift into it. I got to go in with the um, breaking news, which is Manafort. So if you guys want to call in, here's a couple of questions of the day for you guys today. One national, one local based. Nationally, I'm curious if you guys think, because I've got you know all the monitors up here in the radio station that the AK crew has set up for me so I can kind of keep my eye on, on what's happening in, in, in the world. And I can see that you know two of the monitors aren't even talking about Manafort at all. And then we got one over here that it is an absolute outrage, according to this outlet, that you know it's a shocker. Bigger shocker than, you know, um, you know, when who shot Jr. back in the day when I was a kid, Manafort sent a shocker less than four years. Do you guys think this was such a shock? Are you shocked by this? Do you think it was the right amount? Do you think it was a win actually for the for the Trump administration? Because the prosecutors in this and the Mueller investigators, they wanted 19 to 24 years. He got 47 months, I think it was. And he's got 38 now left to go in this sentence. Uh, The parody account of Sean Spicer tweeted out today that he'll be out in time to serve in President Trump's (laughs) second term of office, which just made me giggle. I actually think this was a major win today. Oh, my second question for you guys is a local question. And it actually became like a big thing today, chatting up with people on Facebook. I really didn't anticipate that it would be uh, this big of a, you know, a story to San Diegans. But Kevin Falconer has announced that he's going to uh, spend 400 – he, he bragged, braggadociously announced uh, today that he was going to spend $430,000 in repairs to the storm-damaged Ocean Beach Pier. And the pier has been closed for, for months. It's been closed since January. And, you know, I was like, well, this thing's been closed for months. You know, do we really need to spend in San Diego $430,000 on a pier that's in that's in a neighborhood that's not exactly – you know, if, if we were Hollywood, it wouldn't be on the map of stars, okay, in terms of tourist destinations. Or is there better use for $430,000? Or is this something that, you know, should really be paid for by by the locals in that area and the people that want it? Uh, so that's my question for you, San Diegans, tonight. 888-344-1170 if you want to weigh in on those topics. Um, getting back to, to Paul Manafort, I think in many ways this absolutely was a win uh, for President Trump, although – um, it absolutely is a loss to Paul Manafort. Now, first of all, let me tell y'all, I'm all about don't do the crime if you can't do the time. Who remembers that song, DJ Carrot Sticks? Where did that come from? I, I don't know. Are you kidding me? Listeners out there, who knows? Is it R. Kelly? <laughs> no. Who knows the song, don't do the crime if you can't do the time? Don't be ah! Uh, don't you be googling. I'm seeing him through the window. He's trying to Google it up. I'm seeing if your listeners know. No, uh, no, don't be googling. Don't be cheating now. Um, so l- listen, if he if he broke the law, you know I I'm not I'm not defending anybody who's who's breaking the law. But what I what I am going to defend is the fact that when you look at what what Paul Manafort was railroaded over, what he was first of all, uh, what he was indicted for and what he was convicted of. And what he was sentenced for had nothing at all to do with what this investigation started about in the first place. There's absolutely nothing here that has anything at all to do with Russian collusion. But if you want to break down and talk about did he break the law, it it seems so. But it seems as though he broke the law in the same way that Hillary Clinton and the Clinton Foundation did. Bank fraud, tax fraud, failing to file as a foreign bank account. 
it, it talk about throwback Thursday. It hadn't been that long since it, independent investigators went before a congressional panel and outlined over in painstaking detail all the different crimes that were committed by the Clinton Foundation. In fact, the first and foremost, the fact that they're not even a foundation, that they are a family enterprise operating as a profit. They, they, they did not, their taxes were not filed properly. They were not even operating properly in the, in the fashion that they were because they were operating as some nonprofit charity organization when they were a for-profit enterprise lining the pockets of their family members and moving money back and forth in a variety of different ways. And, and not to mention the fact that it was part of a pay-for-play scheme with Hillary Clinton as Secretary of State. So, yeah, I'm all, so the biggest issue for me, I'm all about don't do the crime if you don't want to do the time. But why should Manafort? And the judge made very clear when he said, you know, that otherwise he lived a, a, an otherwise blameless life. I mean, you could tell that the judge kind of felt bad for him. The prosecutors wanted the book thrown at him. They wanted the judge to follow the maximum federal sentencing guidelines, which was 19 to 24 years. But the judge wouldn't go there. When are we going to have a restoration of the rule of law in this country in which criminal justice is applied equally? If Manafort's going to go away for 40-something months, four years of his life for crimes that he committed – then I want anybody else who's high profile, any, any other American who's done these same crimes. First of all, I don't want anybody prosecuted or indicted for crimes that were as a result of just a witch hunt. They did, they did not come to the conclusion or indict him on these crimes based upon probable cause. No, they found these crimes in the course of an illegal investigation. So technically, I'm still struggling to understand how we got indicted in the first place since this was fruit of the poisonous tree. There wasn't probable cause for any of this that ended up with Manafort, Roger Stone, Jerome Corsi, Michael Flynn, Papadopoulos, and any of the rest of them being in the sites. Whether we're talking about actual crimes that were uncovered or process crimes that were created in the course of this investigation. This isn't justice here in this country. Yes, it's a win for the Trump administration because it shows that that this report's going to come out from Mueller and they got nothing. That's why, in terms of what this was supposed to be about, interference in an election and and the Trump administration, then the campaign and his associates colluding with Russia to interfere with the uh, election. None of that's going to come out. That's why they got to switch it now with Cohen and obstruction of justice. And oh, by the way, you know, who would have thought that a dude – Convicted of lying to Congress would would be brought before Congress and lied. Here's the latest that even Lanny Davis has admitted that he lied when he said that he you know didn't try to get a job in the Trump administration. That you know just one of many lies. So this is this is a win for for the Trump administration, which is why I can look up and I can see on the monitor the left hysterical over it, thinking that this was thinking that this is an abomination. What I disagreed with from the judge is the judge basically said that. You know, kind of alluded that he might have gone a little bit easier on him that if Manafort had expressed regret. Well, what part of him saying to say that I've been humiliated and ashamed is not regret? What's he supposed to do? Bring him one of those things and pound himself on the back and, you know, I mean, come on. But oh, by the way, why does somebody have to express regret? 
Why does somebody got to beg? Why is why why should this man have to beg? If you found if he's been convicted, you bring him in and he gets sentenced. I don't I don't even understand that aspect of you know because uh, because somebody could come forth and it seemingly seem re- regretful when they're really not. You know, Jody Arias did a good job on, on the stand trying to come across you know as as sincere and regretful. So you know I, that's that's ridiculous to me. That shouldn't even be an aspect in sentencing, whether or not somebody can appear regretful. Well, then if that was the case, then actors would get less time. Right. Better actors. Right. I don't even understand that. I didn't like this this judge from the jump. A lot of people did initially because he seemed as though that he was tough on the prosecutors. But and I have forgotten some of the details along the way, because if you look at how far reaching the tentacles of this Mueller investigation, that it's hard to, to stay on track with all the details. But here's something I do remember. I do remember that Tony Podesta was given immunity for the same crimes that Manafort got convicted of. Why? Because Manafort, and and I'm also flashing on another little detail, that who's Manafort's business partner? Tony Podesta's brother. He didn't get indicted for any of this. So Mueller's not happy. Uh, with the sentencing, Mueller actually, you know, contacted the judge, I guess, and entered into a, a, a filing on Tuesday night uh, saying that the judge should ignore any request for leniency uh, because he hadn't taken accountability for his crimes. Again, that's absolutely ridiculous. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to shift gears. We're going to get away from Mueller and we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to talk about the crimes in the form of uh, the left. And the Democrat Party, which I consider criminal, the way that they have handled the anti-Semitism of Ilhan Omar, the partnership that has occurred between the Democrat Party and the anti-American, anti-Semitic strain that is going on in this country. And what the ultimate end game is, and, and unfortunately what the ultimate end could be for this country if they're not called out for it. And speaking of calling, I would love to hear from you. 888-344-1170. This is the Andrea K. Show. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. You don't know what you don't know. Your assets don't have to be paid off to need an estate plan. Andrea Kay here. Recently recognized top San Diego attorney Rod Hatley is honest, fair, caring, and has helped so many of my friends. It's in Rod's heart to help others avoid what he experienced firsthand, a costly, devastating seven-year probate after his father's death. Don't let your assets, paid off or not, go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H-A-T-L-E-Y LawGroup.com. HatleyLawGroup.com. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Purchase your copy of Facing Reality in American Education today at Amazon.com. FM 96.1 North County, AM 1170. Was it James Brown who sang that song? One thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Hi, it's Mike Gallagher inviting you to join me for a 10-day... I didn't never watch Beretta with the guy that killed... 
Hi, folks. Jim Peterson with Peterson Dean. You know, I was driving to work this morning and I heard a radio ad from this newly formed solar and alleged roofing company. I get a kick out of that. I've got socks in my drawer that are older than some of these roofing and solar power companies. I started in roofing in 1980 when Jimmy Carter was in the White House. I built over a million six hundred thousand roofs, many hundreds of thousands of solar power systems. I've got the best financing in the United States. Look, my roof started 59 bucks a month. These are 50-year warranted roofs. My solar power system started as low as 49 bucks a month. Same as cash for two years. I won't be beat. I've got the most experience. I've built more than anybody else. I buy better than anybody else, and I've got the best financing anywhere in the United States. And I've just been around longer. Give me a call if you want a roof, solar, a fence, or a backup home battery right now. 888-277-1933. 888-277-1933 or at petersondean.com. Once again, 888-277-1933. California CSLB 105021. Back in one minute. 105 Sebastian Gorka here for my friends at Midas Gold Group. I'm sure you've heard many of the benefits of owning gold. However, not all gold companies are the same. Midas Gold Group is a second-generation veteran-owned company that offers strategies and solutions, not sales pitches. I just read their report on the 10 real threats to your finances. And as a former strategist to the President of the United States, one very real and notable threat is to our electric grid. Stop for a moment and just imagine what an attack like this would do to your assets. Yes, your bank accounts, your stock your annuities, and your IRA. Most of our money and investments are managed electronically. No electricity means no access to your money. I encourage you to consider owning some physical wealth in the form of gold and silver. Get a free copy of Midas Gold Group's report on the 10 threats to your finances today exclusively for America First listeners. Call Midas Gold Group now at 480-360-3000. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Don't do it. Unless you're Hillary Clinton and you're a Democrat, then you get to do whatever you want to do, baby. That's right. And get away with it. You can leave Americans for dead on rooftops fighting off a terrorist attack that you knew was coming. And then lie to everybody about it and get away with it. You can destroy your email system with a hammer. You can beach split it. Yeah. You can do whatever you want if you're a Democrat. That's a message. Yeah. All right. Shifting gears, there there was an old saying. I wish uh, something else for DJ Carrot Sticks to Google. 
Who was it who said when somebody first shows you who they are, believe them? I don't remember who was who said that. So was it the first tweet, first comment that was anti-Semitic from Ilhan Omar that showed everybody who she was when she tweeted out Israel has been hypnotizing the world? Was it this? Was it uh, subsequent tweets like I got a battle raging within me? Yeah, Allahu Akbar. It was Oprah that said that. Was it Oprah said? No, no. Oh, I ain't giving Oprah that credit. She wasn't. She might have. She might have plagiarized somebody, but she didn't come up with it. Keep keep googling. Keep working your fingers. <laughs> yeah. So um. So we have had repeat. Was it was it when Ilhan Omar went and lobbied on behalf of terrorists? Literally terrorist to a court in Minnesota that showed what her heart was about. Because we, who are these terrorists fighting against over in the Middle East? How many times does this woman have to show who she really is before we believe her? And yet still, then there was, there was a tweet about all about the Benjamins and this and that. And, and yet still, we've got Nancy Pelosi saying this. I feel confident that her words were not based on any anti-Semitic attitude, but that she didn't have a full appreciation of how they landed on other people where this, these words have a history and a cultural impact that might have been unknown to her. That doesn't even make sense. What do you mean? She doesn't, uh, she doesn't have a bad attitude. She just doesn't know how it lands. How many times she's already been told how many times before she ran for Congress this last time, Jewish community leaders in her area had meetings with her to tell her this. First of all, that, that, if, if I were to sit here and badmouth the Padres or, or, you know, some, yeah, I got DG Carrot Sticks attention. Why would I say anything bad about them if I didn't have a bad attitude towards the Padres? Say what? Right. Yeah. That, so that doesn't even make sense to say that she says these negative things about this about a group of people, but she doesn't have a bad attitude about them. But let's say it comes from a place of ignorance. Let's say it comes from a place of ignorance. Uh, how, she has been told how many times? Not to make these comments. But and then even if she still didn't understand, isn't that reason to not elect her to Congress and certainly not to put her on the foreign affairs? If she is so mind numbingly stupid or so mind numbingly unaware after being told countless times that this is inappropriate, that is considered anti-Semitic. And it is certainly a reason for why we should not let anybody into this who hasn't been into this country long enough to completely assimilate and to prove that they have assimilated into this country, have adopted American principles and values, and understand why we are an ally with Israel. They have, they have no business becoming American citizens and no business running for, for office. This is outrageous. But the defense, the defenses for Ilhan Omar actually even got worse. We actually have a Jewish representative, uh, Shikowsky, who who said in an interview, and I want to make sure I quote her correctly here, who said in an interview um, that anti-Semitism is a huge deal. The anti-Semitic acts are up 50% over last year. But Islamophobia is also a huge problem, she says. And I want to tell you that Ilhan Omar is under tremendous attack and death threats. I think maybe she needs some security, this woman goes on to say. She says, um, I want to tell you, part of being a Jew is to be welcoming to the stranger. And I want to tell you, Ilhan Omar is a refugee from Somalia. She comes from a different culture. She has things to learn. Well, bingo. 
culture is kind of part of the problem here. And it's a culture. This woman didn't, didn't realize how close she was to the truth here. It's a culture that is long steeped in anti-Semitism and anti-Western ideology. But before I get into that, I got to talk about an absolutely egregious defense of her that came from this dude, James Clyburn. He was actually the House Majority Whip who said that, well, you know, there are people who tell me, well, my parents are Holocaust survivors. My parents did this. Well, it's more personal with her, Clyburn said. I've talked to her and I can tell you she is living through a lot of pain. More personal with her? What's more personal with her? than being in a Holocaust camp. Is he not aware of what Holocaust survivors have gone through? For him to compare any personal pain that she supposedly is enduring as a a result of her own anti-Semitism to to say that 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 is somehow worse than somebody whose parents survived Auschwitz is insane to me. That is, that is the extent of the insanity that's on the part of the Democrats to the extent that they're trying to defend a woman and to defend what is indefensible. Joining me now to discuss this is my buddy Julio Rivera, who's also a person of color, and I'm bringing him in because now we're at the point of the, the conversation in which we're going to discuss the resolution that they put forth today. And I'm going to see if he feels any better as a person of color who's a conservative as to what was done today. Hey, Julio, the conservarican, welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Thank you so much for having me. No, I was listening to you uh, go on about Omar. And you know what? The, the, this is a horrific thing for America when we can bring in and elect, legitimately elect these people. But I think that this was done by design. Obviously, she's in a district that was flooded with Somali refugees. I mean, this is, you know, they're, they're very dominant in that area. I mean, I've been there and I've visited myself. I've experienced it firsthand. You know, you bring a her, you put her on a ballot, you have these people, and I don't, and I don't even know, are these people even voting? I think that's the scarier part of this, is who are the people that actually thought it was a good idea to elect her? Well, she was actually a state rep. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you brought up all that. She was actually a state representative first. And then in the in in, so her record and where she stood, her record, by the way, that involved marrying her brother in in a form of immigration fraud uh, was well known, uh, was revealed at least. Her anti-Semitism, anti-Semitism was well known in her community, but it was also well known to be within the culture of which she comes from. And see, that's that's where I really want to get into, because when you look at the resolution that came out today and Nancy Pelosi says, and I want you to listen to this and, and then respond. No, no, I thought the resolution should be enlarge the issue to anti-Semitism, anti-Islamophobia, etc., anti-white supremacist, and that it should not mention her name, and that's what we're working on, something that is one resolution addressing these, these forms of hatred, not mentioning her name, because it's not about her, it's about uh, the, these forms of hatred. I can't even – I mean, Julio, they, they're doing everything they can to try to deflect yeah, away. They're in denial. That, yeah, I think that's, that's certainly – because she's a rising star in their party. And that, right now, unfortunately, they did put a lot of equity into people like her, people like Cortez. They're doing damage control, I think, with this. And, you know, and they, they want to kind of distance themselves without necessarily distancing, distancing themselves because, again, they don't want to have that perception – then now they're going to turn on the brown woman, you know? So, I mean, I think that there's a little bit of that at play as well, but I think that, you know, this is certainly spurned on 
by her and her comments. And I think it's disgusting, quite frankly. Well, I think it's a bigger picture than that, because I think that what this reminded me of when I read this resolution, by the way, um, that, uh, you know, list it, they, when, when Nancy Pelosi says they refuse to put her name in there and says it's not about her, what it, they, and they, they made it all about, turned it all around about anti Islamophobia and anti this and anti that. I immediately flashed on care at the microphones while Americans still bled out in Pulse nightclub and they had care at the microphones trying to deflect and turn it around One minute. and, and caution and chast, chastise Americans against Islamophobia. They did the same thing with Loretta. Loretta Lynch after San Bernardino, same thing after Fort Hood, same thing after the Boston Marathon bombing. And that's exactly what this did today. It was an attempt, a despicable, deplorable attempt to deflect away from the reality that is in her ideology and the culture from which she comes from, a culture that is anti-LBGTQ, anti-Jew, anti-Black, anti-woman, anti-minority, anti-anybody that does not submit themselves to Islam. And that is a political ideology that the left has partnered with Julio intentionally. They're not kowtowing out of fear. They're, they've, part, they've intentionally chosen to partner with the Islamists like Ilhan Omar because they both share the vision of a centralized system of power with complete control over its citizens. And they don't want the American people to know that. They don't want the American people to understand the truth. And that's why they have to constantly, every time there's a terrorist attack or every time the truth about that ideology emerges, they have to, they have to turn it around and shame us into not recognizing it and be called Islamophobic. Final thought before we have to go. They're also, they're also keeping them on a, on a short leash or or keeping her on a short leash with something like this, because this is really the Omar bill without being the Omar bill. So in a sense, you know, she's under the gun a little bit, too. Um, but you're right. I mean, I think it's disgusting. I think they, like you're saying, I think they both share those sort of status sentiments. They want to have control. You know, Islam is about full submission to Allah. You know, the liberalism is full submission to the state. They carry that kinship. So, I mean, yeah, it is, it is a natural crossover for it. But, you know, to, t- to tell you the truth, I think it's just that diversity outreach, social justice nonsense. They want to get as many diverse candidates from everywhere. You know, just so they say that they're, okay, look, we, we have this person, we have that person. Obviously, we have a very diverse party ourselves, too, the Republicans. You've got blacks, you've got Spanish, you've got women, you've got men. You've got people from all, you know, all different types of Americans in, are in our party. But one thing that we don't stand for is Islam, because to be honest with you, and I'm not saying that there are no Islamic Republicans. I don't want to make that rep- false representation. But the truth of it is, if you really are a Muslim, you, you're not compatible with the, the American culture, to be honest with you. I mean, there is no real radical Islam. Islam is what it is. You know, some people choose to engage in jihad, some don't. But I would say that, you know, the sentiment behind it is agreeable to a, a large percentage of Muslims, large enough that we continuously have, you know, terrorist attacks on our soil. Jeff Sessions in 2017, I don't know what the number is now, said that there were actively hundreds of investigations into domestic jihad based on the refugee resettlement. So it is a constant, you know, threat to America. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, this it is it is so 
I'm flashing now on Obama saying that the Islamic State isn't about Islam. I mean, that that is the kind of crap that they're trying to put over on us to try to make us to, to try to dumb us down into not realizing that it was not a bunch of Buddhists or Swedes who took down the towers on the Twin Towers uh, to, on, on 9-11. And so what was Ilhan Omar's uh, response to the resolution today? She said, today is historic on many fronts. It is the first time we have voted on a resolution condemning anti-Muslim bigotry in our nation's history. Anti-Muslim crimes have increased 99% from 2014 to 2016 and are still on the rise. That made me so mad that this woman dared to turn this around and make herself and Muslims the victims here after she has spewed her anti Semitic crap and the Democrats have defended her. The identity groups that the Democrats have built their brand around supposedly representing will be thrown under the bus one by one for this ideology that the Dems have partnered with. Today it may be the Jews, but let me tell you, don't be fooled, you LBGT members of the community, by your acronym being listed in today's hate speech stuff because they will toss you off a roof just like you're being tossed off a roofs in Saudi Arabia for power in the end. Julia Rivera, editorial director from Reactionary Times. Thank you for being here, my friend. Thank you so much. All right. Now, uh, we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to continue this on the other side of the break. And we've also got to get into some. What do you guys hear about uh, some uh, the socialist experiment that's coming to a high school? Uh, we had, you know, that what was missing in today's hate speech resolution was anything against Christians, Catholics, and conservatives. And there was a, high, uh, a young boy victimized in a school yesterday. We're going to talk about that and more. The Andrea K. Show is coming right back. Don't go anywhere. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K. Spelled K A Y E. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. The goal of your small business is to make money. So why do you give so much of it to the IRS? The small business tax specialists at AV Arias offer proven, proactive, performance-driven strategies so you keep more of your hard-earned money and give less to the IRS. Call Al Arias at AV Arias Company, your small business tax specialists. 619-296-2123. 619-296-2123. Online at avariasco.com. FM 96.1 North County, AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. This is Lon Hee Chen of the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. President Trump's recent summit with North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un may have ended without a deal, but the entire episode served to demonstrate that sometimes walking away is the best decision. Published news reports suggest that the North Koreans were asking us to lift many of the most onerous sanctions that have been placed upon them in return for a promise that they destroy a site that's been called the heart of their nuclear program. But there were no guarantees that we'd be allowed to verify. Bob's at a dinner, but he's trying to go outside to get to a quiet spot. Given our history with the rogue regime, we have plenty of reason to distrust. It can be tough to walk away from a negotiation. But sure, he'll find, find a spot to do otherwise. That's why President Trump should be congratulated for doing what he did. I'm Lan Hee Chen.
the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate leadership degree offered on its most beautiful campus. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Is your retirement income not adequate? What if you could completely eliminate your mortgage payments? He's good. How much better off would you be living in your home with no mortgage payment? I'm Ed Personius with Qualified Home Loans. If you're over 62 with more than 50% equity in your home, I want to tell you about one of the safest, most powerful financial tools available to retired homeowners, and it's one of the best-kept secrets. You could literally have more money every month and never pay another mortgage payment again. I'll sit down with you in your home and explain how to stop making mortgage payments for the rest of your life and have your home actually pay you instead, tax-free. Call 949-293-6271. 949-293-6271. Eliminate your mortgage payments and create a tax-free income every month. 949-293-6271. NMLS number 1610807. DRE number 02026055. Back in one minute. Guard, the gutter that never clogs, guaranteed. Who wants to climb up on a ladder and clean out clogged gutters in the wintertime? Get LeafGuard today, the only one-piece rainwater management system. It's earned the good housekeeping seal not once, but 10 years in a row. We attach it to the fascia using our patented hanger system with screws, not nails. We guarantee it's not coming down. Call LeafGuard now during our 60-60-60 sale. 60% off labor on LeafGuard. Payments as low as $60 per month. Act now and receive a $60 Visa gift card with your LeafGuard purchase. Plus a bonus. The first 10 callers to call 1-800-455-7181 receive a $25 Lowe's gift card with your in-home estimate. Call 1-800-455-7181. That's 1-800-455-7181. That's 1-800-455-7181. Call now. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. AK Dynamite in the dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Finding that when I said to DJ Kira Sticks on the break, find me another fun like TV theme song. Might as well because I, I just dig. Uh, I, I, they don't do theme songs anymore for TV shows like they used to. No, not like catchy ones or ones that you like to like I sing know. along to or anything. They're I just know. kind of dramatic instrumentals. Yeah, and so yeah, thank you for that. That's a fun. Um, those reruns weren't really like my favorite, Laverne and Shirley. Um, but you know, they did have Lenny and Squiggy were the best part of the show yeah, totally. to, to be honest. <laughs> um, joining me now to talk about, I'm glad we had a laugh because every time I, I have to talk about schools and the craziness that's happening, it makes me want to jab myself in the eyeball with a pen to end the pain. Um, but at least I got my buddy Bob Walters, uh, to share the segments with me. Hey Bob, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. Okay, so um, first things first, we want to remind everybody, we have been uh, lately 
making a shift to not just identify the issues, but wanting to make sure people understand that they got to get involved and take action. And you have been leading the fight on schools and taking our schools back for a long time, so much so to where you are taking part, a key part in a big event coming up. And we want to make sure everybody knows about the event and how they can contribute. Because the last time you were on, somebody contacted DJ Carrot Sticks and said, how do I get the information? Because I want to contribute. So there's a big event on the 28th of May, correct? That people can no, get involved. 28th of March. Of March, okay. 28th of March in Sacramento at the Capitol building okay. at 10 in the morning. <clears throat> there's going to be several thousand people, concerned parents, gathering to protest the new sex education law, which has its final vote on that day. Wow. Okay. So this is really important. Now we've done. Bob and I have done a lot of segments on this sex education that is now going down. I mean, they started at high school, then they went to junior high. We're now down talking about kindergartners and even preschoolers, that they are going to be pushing pornographic sex ed stuff involving pushing transgenderism. We're talking about parents not being able to opt out. We're talking about uh, being shuttled off to Planned Parenthood without, uh, you know, parental consent. The children are literally being victimized and will be victimized and sexualized under this uh, this new sex education. So there's going to be a big event in Sacramento. Now you have a bus. You're planning to to take a busload of people up, correct? Actually, there's a few buses that have now been donated aside from mine, and we're we're going to be taking people up on the 27th from. Anaheim or wherever they're, they're going to they're going to announce it soon, and they'll take them up that night, and then be at the rally, and then we come back that that at, that day at noon after the event is over, and they can get the information about how to join or where to meet and how to participate, how to contribute, by just contacting on the web page Informed Parents of California, Informed. and it shows all the detail. Informed, Informed parents. Of California. Informed parents of California. Okay, let's get into a couple of other uh, topics that have happened um, because, you know, you've got to start getting active. And, you know, it's uh, every time Bob comes on with more and more and more stories, it's more and more we're doing this and giving you these stories because we want you to see what a crisis we, we are in this country with our schools. This is really where the battle is. I'm glad to see Thomas Sowell and Laura Ingram last night. I'm glad to, to hear that Rush Limbaugh and Mark Stein are starting to talk about it more. But we've got to actually get active. And if you don't haven't heard enough examples of why, uh, Bob emails me today about some young boy who was forced to wipe the ass ashes off of his head yesterday on Ash Wednesday? Yes, in Utah. A conservative state, the teacher made him remove the ash cross off his forehead that he'd gotten at church in that morning. Well, yeah, I, I, after you sent it to me, I, I read the article. This young boy was not even given an opportunity. He tried to explain to the teacher what it was about. She wouldn't hear it, forced him to wipe it off. This was after, you know, other kids asked, and he explained to everybody what it was. So it's not as though it, people did not know. She, uh, the, the parents or grandparents of this um, boy uh, just asked the teacher. The teacher called and said, well, and the grandmother said, well, have you ever read the Constitution and First Amendment? And the teacher said, no, Bob. <laughs> I know. There's yeah. a lot of craziness going on. You want a few other real highlights of this week? Yeah. Women, the girls are now wanting to get into wrestling, but because there's not enough of them doing it, schools that are initiating women to be in wrestling insist that the girls wrestle with the men. Now, this is a very grapping, (laughs) close-knit sport. I mean, a lot of touching. And these girls are being required to wrestle with the men 
and not with themselves because there's not enough women in the sport yet. You know what? I can just see every, I'm flashing back now on all the guys I went to high school with that had no interest in wrestling, but if they had given the chance to get on the mat with some of the girls, they would have been like, sign me up. (laughs) It's just part of the erosion of, you know, what people think is proper and appropriate. Plus, uh, they also, up in schools in the States, the transvestite men are now running in women's sports. They're transvestite men, they're, they're pretending right. to be women, and they're running in the racing uh, sports and beating the women dramatically. Well, yeah. Which, of course, means the women can't go to college on the scholarship for racing because they can't win. The men win. And even though they're pretending to be women, they still got the male strength testosterone in them that makes them win these races. It's just we're, absolutely. We're just I, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. You're the only person I've heard mention that the fallout is not just that it's demoralizing. It's not just that these girls are losing and and you know and not and and not they're not being given eleven playing a level playing field. But that now they don't have an opportunity to possibly win a scholarship. Sandra Stevens, Sandra Smith, I think her name is, the blonde from Fox News. She went to LSU on a a track and field scholarship. And, you know, how many girls would not have that opportunity to make it to college on a scholarship? I don't know if you had a chance to read the article I sent to you, but this is a little bit, it's not, it's a little bit different track, but equally damaging is a high school in North, in, in, uh, North Jersey has banned limousines from the prom. And, uh, yeah, yeah, they started out by saying they they tried to cover for it by saying it's a safety issue and that now they're going to put all this force, all the students to take buses to the prom. But then they then they got to admit when when it doesn't when the reality that that doesn't make sense, how are buses more safe than than limousines? Right. So then they admit that it's because some of the kids can't afford uh, limousines. So then if the if. Not all kids can afford them, then nobody gets to write in them. And that to me is now we've got socialism, flat out socialism, not just being taught in schools, but being implemented in schools. It's that's socialism for me. You're not, uh, if you know, it's the equal distribution of misery. You can, you're not allowed to have this fancy car. You're not allowed to have this fancy dress or have this fancy, you know, um, piece of property because somebody else isn't allowed to have it in spite of the fact that this article says that some of these kids that have been working to earn the money to pay for these limousines since they were in junior high yeah just for the big night right so again that's socially unbelievable yeah yeah it is and it's like uh, valedictorian schools anymore in california don't allow valedictorian speeches because it was making the kids who weren't that smart feel like they weren't equitable with the smart ones who are giving a speech. Absolutely. This is socialism. Where where does it end? Well, where, where they want it to end is us becoming Venezuela. This is about conditioning. This is about conditioning Americans, changing the culture, culture of America, which is about hard work and opportunity. And you can achieve it if you're willing to work hard enough for it, recognizing your own individual gifts and talents and and finding a path for yourself that matches that into into uh, entitlement and, and turning us into unions where there's no opportunity or no reward for or incentive or reward for achievement. It's all about making everybody equally 
equally whatever down yeah it's and it rewards yeah. it rewards the worst of human nature and diminishes the best and so th- this is the battlefield is in our schools again the event uh, for california is march 28th bob's got a bus going go to informed parents of california for details and bob walters thank you for what you're doing and everybody needs to read bob's book which is facing reality in american education which you can get at amazon have a great night bob thanks for being here you too All right, now stay tuned because we got one final segment of the Andrea K Show coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Purchase your copy of Facing Reality in American Education today at Amazon.com. You don't know what you don't know. Your assets don't have to be paid off to need an estate plan. Andrea Kay here. Recently recognized top San Diego attorney Rod Hatley is honest, fair, caring, and has helped so many of my friends. It's in Rod's heart to help others avoid what he experienced firsthand, a costly, devastating seven-year probate after his father's death. Don't let your assets, paid off or not, go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H-A-T-L-E-Y LawGroup.com. Just don't let it play for too long when we come back, or though. North County, AM 1170, San Diego. The answer. Parents and grandparents, you have the exciting opportunity to send your child to one of San Diego's top private schools for half price. Save tons of money on a great private school for your child or grandchild with the Answer San Diego's half price tuition program. Listen to Valerie and Jerome. They found the perfect half price tuition school for their son. We checked on your website, came across one that we really, really liked. We got very excited. We looked at God's plan for his life, learned of the opportunity to get a voucher. I knew it would be the perfect fit for him. Right on, Jerome. And Valerie, your son is super happy. He's thrilled. You, too, can get half-price tuition to a top private school for your child or grandchild for the 2019-2020 school year. Now's the time to choose your school. So go to TheAnswerSanDiego.com, see the list of schools in your area, half-price tuition, 2019-2020 school year. Get all the details, choose your school, and schedule a tour. Go to TheAnswerSanDiego.com. TheAnswerSanDiego.com. You know, folks, I really envy you in the San Diego area because you get to go to Liberty Tobacco a lot. Now, I'm not joking because I absolutely go there whenever I go down to San Diego. It is one of the great tobacco shops of the country, and I've been to almost all of them because I love cigars and I love pipes. And I love the folks at Liberty Tobacco, San Diego's oldest independent tobacco shop. you got to stop by. They now have free Wi-Fi hookup. You could do your work and smoke a cigar or cigarette or, or pipe while you're there. I'm going to definitely be doing that. It's the only outlet in San Diego for the much-desired Davidoff cigar. Conveniently located in the center of Greater San Diego, just off the 805 on Claremont Mesa Boulevard in the Ethan Allen Shopping Center. Open seven days a week, www.LibertyTobacco.com. Find Liberty Tobacco on Facebook and Instagram or visit LibertyTobacco.com. That's LibertyTobacco.com. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. 
If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work Back in one minute. because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts WOW11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting WOW11 to 88988. That's WOW11 to 88988. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. AK, Dynamite Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what the Dems are saying to Hillary Clinton, man. They thought she was gone. She says the other day that, you know, she says, uh, you know, that she, uh, what was the statement that she made? That she wasn't going to go anywhere. She wasn't going to run for office again, but she was going to continue speaking and standing up for what she believes. So then the news goes out. Hillary's not going to run in 2020. Then according to Maggie Haberman, her people were like, well, wait a second. She didn't say she was closing the door here. (laughs) She's got to at least see what the Mueller report is. And the Dems are like, oh, man, girl, we thought we was done with you. What's that movie, Wedding Wedding Crashers, DJ Carrot Sticks, where they're called, they called them five five alarm clingers or something? That's. (laughs) I don't feel no ways tired. No. In fact, she was down in South Carolina again, I think, the other day, trotting out that that, uh, southern accent. Yeah. They was identical. <laughs> Tomorrow is International Woman's, uh, Woman's Day. And uh, maybe Hillary's going to decide, since she was supposed to be the first woman president, it was all about the glass ceiling. Maybe she's going to go ahead and announce her run for 2020. Uh, she's just crazy. She doesn't want to give it up. John McCain was the same way. They just, you know, they feel entitled to it and they feel like it's going to be theirs and they just can't stand it. Um, but as we go into International Women's Day, there's a story that I've been holding on for a couple of days. And I, and I thought about this woman today when I heard tomorrow's International Women's Day um, because she is a woman, at least, you know, which, by the way, how can you have International Women's Day if there's no such thing as gender anymore? I don't understand this. I don't understand this. But anyway, um, there's this whole movement now on the part of the left with some women to obsess over their menstruation and their cycle. And there was even a documentary that won an award about period based upon women and menstrual inequality. I don't even know what that is. So this woman has has decided to post pictures of herself and tweet out with her menstrual cycle spread all over her face. Yeah. And she said that I will do it until women stop feeling like they can't have sex on their period because it's gross. And until they stop feeling embarrassed about, you know, um, bleeding on our clothing and our sheets. Who are you to tell a woman how to feel about her cycle? This is this is the kind of stuff that makes me insane with the left. Because they pretend that they're about empowerment of people as they go about trying to dominate people and tell them how they're supposed to think, feel, want, desire, etc. 
I, as a woman, have a right to my own feelings about what what I'm embarrassed about and what I'm not. She goes on to say that that our society teaches us that periods are dirty and inconvenient. What classroom have you been in? Maybe that's a part of the new health framework on the part of liberals. There's nobody telling women that it's dirty and inconvenient. But yeah, if I have to happen to have a nosebleed and some gets on my shirt, I'm going to think my shirt's dirty and I'm going to change it. And yeah, you know what? That's going to be inconvenient because you know what? It is a little inconvenient every time you got to stop and, and handle, you know, your feminine business. Just like it's inconvenient when I got to stop in the middle of the day because I had a big gulp on the way somewhere and I got to stop and use a restroom because maybe that's got to take time out of my day. This is this is ridiculous. It's anti-woman to do this. You're not empowering anybody. I will not celebrate. And oh, by the way, if you really care about equality of, of whatever the identity group is, you'll stop pointing it out all day long. I don't want to see somebody accepting an award and saying, oh, you know, I'm the first this to get this award or the first that. We will, we will reach equality when it's not mentioned anymore. So, no, I'm not going to be celebrating no International Woman's Day tomorrow. I think of myself as an American and as a human being first. I don't identify in any other way except as a person and host of a radio show who will be right back here tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Pacific. We send you new home listings immediately. So- Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.